Welcome to track number 10 of What is Your Life? 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12 Let no man despise thy youth. Verse 11 says, These things command and teach. When you come to church, expect to hear both commands and teachings. And when you hear a command, you must obey so that God can bless you. Amen. Amen. Because if you do not hear commands and you do not obey and respond to commands, you will never be able to command. Hallelujah. So there are some things that God will tell you and there are some things that He will command you and there are some things that He will teach with understanding. But when he's ministering to you without understanding and he's commanding you, you must be ready to flow, even in the year 2001. Did you get that? Yes. So even in the year 2001, there are commands. Amen. He says, these things command and teach. Hallelujah. Amen. And everything you resist will be resisted in your life. Everything you oppose personally, you will receive that same opposition in your life. You will be opposed on the same fronts. There's a scripture, some of you know, it says, Thou therefore my son Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That scripture actually says in, I think the NIV or one of the verses, it says, who shall be qualified to teach others also? In other words, it is the people who receive the word, right? The same things commit thou to faithful men. So it is like, it is the faithful people to whom things have been committed who are qualified to teach others. So unless you have been able to receive, you are not qualified to teach. Unless you have been commanded, you are not qualified to command. Every commander in an army also receives commands. It's only God who does not receive commands. Even he said his word, commanding me. Anyway, verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Amen. Amen. Do not allow anyone to despise thy youth. You see, again, these are just instructions from father to son. Amen. Amen. God is saying here that do not allow people to look down on you because you are not old or you are not as old as people may expect somebody to be if he is going to do great things or certain things. Hallelujah. I have always fought that despisement in my life because I look young. I mean, I am young. You get what I'm saying? I'm not an old person. I'm not even middle-aged. I'm not 40 years old yet. Amen. Amen. I'm just me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But the fact that you are young does not mean you cannot do mighty and great things for the Lord. In fact, now, I believe that God is moving more with young people. Young people have more faith, more hope, because their hearts have not been shabbat. Their hearts have not been santriboed. How many don't know what santribo is? Oh dear. Amma, have you got the tapes for them? We didn't bring that one here. 
you have one uh, for Sunday evening. Uh, make sure you get the tape, preaching, teaching, and healing. But that is from the Manhattan Church, Sunday evening. So, listen. Listen carefully. Are you with me? Can I have some volume or something? God is moving with young people. Amen. God is moving with young people. Why? A young man has faith. His heart has not been broken. His heart has not been disappointed. He has, he's full of zeal. He's ready to do things. I tell you, in Accra, I just enjoy sitting with my young people and talking with them. It's just nice. They have faith for everything. You see, when you are young, you can serve God sometimes more easily. Sometimes I look at some of my lay pastors who are trying to become full-time now. And I just wonder. Because me, when I was becoming a full-time pastor, I didn't have anything. I just had finished school. But some of them, oh man, they have so many things. This one is tied to mortgage. This one is tied. I was talking to one of my pastors. I was preaching about this and he was there. A doctor. He has a big hospital. He employs more than 20 people in his hospital. So many people depend on him. <laughs> He's called by God and he wants to do the ministry. <laughs> I look at him and I say, Brother, I don't know how you are going to solve your problems. When I was coming into the ministry, I didn't have anything. I just had faith and God. Some of the young men I'm sending to Ethiopia and to Kenya, Malawi, Cameroon, and so on. They don't have anything. They don't have a husband. They don't have a wife. They don't have a child. They just believe in God. So young people are very powerful and dangerous people for God. So when you are young, believe God to be used by Him. Amen. Because it is a period of your life that you will never repeat. And when you pass a certain point, you see, married people die less, than, uh, less often than unmarried people. Did you know that? Yeah. Unmarried men die more than married people, statistically. Why? Because the married people are more careful. Because children at home they have families. You have a responsibility. You are more cautious. You get it? But when you are young, you have nothing. You have nothing. You don't care about anything. It's just you. When I'm sending my missionaries and they have nothing, it's easier. One time I was trying to send a missionary. Somebody has a missionary. That's a wife, this, that. It was very complicated. And I said, brother, just stay. Don't go anywhere again. Stay in Accra. Because it's too complicated to send you. Your wife, and when you go this, and, and wives do they have a way of saying things in the house. <laughs> I know all those things. They, they, they have a way of talking. They will say certain things and you realize that the guy's heart is confused. <laughs> certain comments will be passed. And questions will be asked. So if it was he, would he have done that? So when you are young, you rather have an advantage. Amen. Amen. I was talking to a pastor from America. And he was saying that in his church now, he's a white man. He says, we have, the young people are very wild. He says, I have wild people. Young people. And I realize that all over in all churches, young wild people are being raised up. Wild young people or young wild people are being raised up to work the works of the Lord. So brothers and sisters, don't become old before you are old. Too old. 
President Bush became a president when he was 70 years old. The old one, isn't it? Yeah, he was 70. The father. He was 70 years old when he became president. Some of you, you are just 20 something. And you have made yourself like a very old person. <laughs> you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you are coming. You can't stay up late. You can't come early. You can't do this. You can't so many things. As though you are an ancient of days. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, rather we must rise up and be glad about our youthfulness. And that there are things we cannot do as we get older. It is a great advantage to be young. Most of us here are young people. Yeah. It means that there is more time. People despise young. That is why you can't be a president unless you are 40 or there's some age. 45. Is it 45 here? In America? 35. Whatever. All these things are restrictions on age. As though when you are young, you are stupid. When you are young, you are overzealous. Fanatic. But God will use you. I became a pastor when I was very young. When I was 16 years old, I was pastoring people. Yeah. 16 years old, I was pastoring. I was visiting. I was praying for people. At the age of 16. Amen. Amen. By the time I was 18 years old, I prayed. I, I would have prayer sessions for seven hours. On my own from 10 to 5 me and God in a room praying amen so being young is not a disadvantage rather there are many many things we have to do now that we are young and I can tell you that when you get older there are a whole lot of things that you can do And it's coming. I can already feel that I'm older than I used to be. There are things that now when I do, I feel that I'm tired. I'll say I'm tired. And I realize I never used to say I'm tired. But I do and I can feel that I'm tired. And I never used to feel that way. So, time is rolling. Before the days come. Amen. Verse 13. Till I come, give attendance to reading to exhortation and to doctrine. Amen. Amen. God is saying, give time for reading the Bible. Since we came to this camp meeting, we've been reading. How many have realized things, you, you see it all the time, but you don't read it. You know it's there, but we've read them. We've read so many things. We have been surprised that Solomon was so concerned about teaching his own son. And for them to continually listen to what he's saying. We have been reading. We must give attendance or time, attention to reading. Amen. To exhortation. To exhorting one another. To doctrine. Hallelujah. As you go back home. Amen. Spend some time every day reading. He didn't even say to read what to read. Huh? He didn't even say what to read. He says, give attendance to reading. You must have a book that you are reading all the time. I always have a book or books that I'm reading. I usually read more than one book at a time. All the time. I have books by my bed. I have books in my toilet. You have toilets here? Put the books by your poo-poo place. It's one of the quiet moments of the day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Every time you go to that place, read at least two pages of something. Have a Bible there. 
I have a Bible everywhere. I have different Bibles for different places. Because I want to be in my house. When I stretch my hand, there must be a Bible there. Not more than one. Arm stretch. Arm's length. There must be a Bible. Everywhere. I have different, 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 different Bibles everywhere. Give time to reading the books, the books that I have written. You will understand it better. Take time. That's why I'm telling you to read in your toilet because I know you go there at least every day. You go. Oh? Unless you are in bed and you go more than once. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So give attendance to reading. Reader. Be a reader. Only 20% of the population read. The top 20%. In every class and group, there's only the top 20% who read. Yeah. And it's the top 20% of society. Anybody who is very successful and really makes it is somebody who reads. <laughs> See suitcases, suitcase. As I'm as I'm traveling, I've got a suitcase. I don't know, man. I don't have I don't have anything. The only thing that is in my suitcase is books. Imagine that, Louisa. Somebody you have its suitcase is full of shirts and shoes and. Uh, what? Smoke fish, cassava, and shito, and all sorts of things. I don't carry all those kind of things. Don't ask me to carry that. Amen. And things, and clothes, and, and gifts, and what have you. Give attendance. Those that wisdom that you get from the reading eh, will give you all the things in the whole world. Amen. 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 Don't think you know. That is the deception. That's the greatest deception, especially when you are a pastor. Or especially when you are a shepherd. You see, we always feel that what be said, what else can be said? Could you remember a camp in Ghana at Commonwealth Hall? Before when I came to preach, I said, uh, what did I say? I said, it's like people have in their mind that it's like, what else is there to say? Do you remember that camp, Kojo? I think you were organizing that camp. That's many years ago. And every and you you agreed with me that that was how you were thinking. What else is there? Last year they taught us some years ago. And every time you come, you have people have this in their mind. I know what there is. I know what has been said. I know what is going to be said. What else can be said that has been said? But if you are an honest person, you've been at this camp for these three days. God has said things to you. That you yourself know that you were not expecting God to speak. And what were you not expecting? God to speak to you. He said, it's not a good thing. Amen. Amen. But that is what prevents us from reading. And reading. And reading. Oh, how I am blessed when I read. I am blessed. I, I always come through books, bookshops for something that could bless me and I give time in my life to read Amen, Amen. give attention to reading Amen. Amen exhortation and to doctrine, verse 14 neglect not the gift that is in thee which was given thee by prophecy with a laying on of hands of the presbytery. God is saying to us that we should not neglect 
what God puts in us. How many of us have great gifts and they are just left lying there, neglected, as though there was no gift. I believe at this meeting, and I tell you, I don't know what God does. In fact, I don't know what God does. But I believe at this meeting, many people have been given gifts and impartations. I believe it with all my heart. How many believe that? I believe it. And you know, you never know what God is going to do. I remember the day the Lord anointed me and gave me a gift. I wasn't expecting it. And I wasn't expecting the Lord to do that over here. At any time or anything. God has his own way of doing what he wants to do. Whenever he wants to do it. And I believe that many of you here have received giftings and anointings. God is saying, do not neglect it when it has been given to you. Rise up and believe. And how was the gift given? By prophecy and by laying of hands. So how will he know that as a gift? How? Unless he believes. <laughs> because they laid hands on you. How do you see the gift going in? When they prophesy, do you see the gift? How is the prophecy? The prophecy is also by faith. So Paul is telling you, assuredly, you've received a gift. There was a prophecy, a word was spoken, hands were laid on you, or hands were not laid on you. You believe that there is a gift. And now, do not neglect it from today. Go and act as though you have a gift. Go and walk as though you have a gift. We are going to establish more than 100 churches in this country. And many of us here are going to be the pastors. And the workers. And are going to yield yourself and become shepherds. And do the work and preach and teach. God is going to use you. Little ones are going to be used. Didi, is that not so? You're not too young. Yeah, you're not too young. You're not too young. Are you at least 15? You're more than 15, you're okay. Even 12, you're okay. The last Sunday I asked my little son, he's 10 years old. I said, how was church service? He said it was nice, it was good, it was okay. He said, David preached, who is David? My other son, who is 11? I said, what did he preach about? I said, really, I didn't know he was preaching. I said, what did he preach about? I said, he preached about someone. Sunday of service. And that was before his 11th uh, birthday. He was still 10. And you, 28 years old, you don't preach. Shame. I said, shame. We are going not to neglect. Listen, I beg you, you know, all that has to be said, I've said. I've said it like this and like this and like this. Go home, get the tape. Pharaoh, Moses, God has spoken clearly, 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 clearly. Go, take it and soak it in. There's nothing else to be said that has not been said. I've said it all. I've said it all. Huh? Yeah, go home and attend to the words. Give attendance to the reading, to the exhortations, to the doctrine. Attend to it. Spend time for it. Create time for it. Do not neglect it. Believe in the prophecy, words of prophecy, and then the laying of because you don't see the gift. Paul said you receive the gift by how prophecy, laying of hands. You have to just believe that a gift. When they say a gift has been given, believe it. How many believe that a gift has been given to you? Yeah, just believe it. As you are going out of this place, believe what I'm saying. Believe it. Walk in it. Some time ago, you know, I remember the Lord spoke to me in my heart and said, He had anointed me to, you know, to teach and so on. You know, but I, and I believe I never mentioned it. I never said it to anyone for a long time. I never preached about it or talked. I didn't even know what it was. But I kept it in my heart. And as time was going, I realized that these things were coming true. There are things that God has said to you in your heart. As time goes on, you are going to see that these things are coming out. They are coming out. When you do not neglect 
what thing God has deposited in you, you will see it coming to pass in the name of Jesus. And he goes on to say, meditate upon these things and give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear unto all. Amen. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly. Anything you give yourself totally to, you see different results. When you give yourself partly to something, you see also different results. And God is saying, as we go back out of this place, let us give ourselves totally, totally committed to. Next year, if you are a pastor, you don't come for the shepherd's camp. Even this year, if you are a pastor, you don't come to the shepherd's camp. You are I will not, you will not recognize you as a pastor anymore. If you are a shepherd and don't come for the shepherd's camp, you will not be a shepherd anymore next year. Oh yeah, I'm telling you straight away. Because you see, it's a sign of disrespect. You get what I'm saying? It's a sign of disrespect to God, to His Word, to me. I have traveled from very far to come here. And a meeting that has been scheduled for more than one year. A meeting that has been scheduled for more than one year. I mean, any pastor who is not here, to me, uh, you are, I'm blacklisting you. Oh, serious. You got to really explain. I'm not a child and I'm not a fool. And neither is God. And shepherds also. This is a camp for shepherds. It's a shepherd's camp. It's not just a camp. Oh, yeah. You got to explain. And you see, if you don't give yourself to something, I mean, if you are a pharmacist and they are holding pharmacy conference, you go. And they are holding physician's conference and you are a physician, you go. And there's anything that concerns you, you go. And when it comes to what you say, you show yourself a pastor. When it comes to a conference that relates to pastors, you don't want to go, you don't want to be there. Why? I mean, there's got to be a very good reason. And because I've been around and I've, I'm, I'm so well educated, better educated than most people. I've been, I've worked, I've done business, I've done whatever have you, I have seen all those things. I came abroad before many of you darkened the doorway of an aircraft to, to, to fly abroad. Oh yeah. And when the Bible said, give thyself holy, and so you can see some of my people give themselves partly to things. And that is why the church doesn't work the way it ought to work. Because they don't give themselves holy. They give themselves very partially. Very little. Very sparingly. To God's work. And our church is a lay system. So most people are going to be lay. But even as a lay person, you can give yourself wholly, committedly to the thing. Don't, don't try. One day somebody was talking to me. I said, stop throwing dust into my eyes. I'm not a child. Stop trying to throw dust in my eyes. I'm not a child. If you give yourself holy, and that is why at a point we can assess you by your fruits. Because when you give yourself holy, it says that thy profiting may appear to all. All people can see that you are doing well. And that the thing is working because of the way you give yourself to the thing. If you give yourself partly to it, you get it. You can't expect that. And for me, I'm, tell, I'm telling you that if you are a shepherd, you are not a shepherd's cow. You can be in the church and everything, but you are not a shepherd in our church. It's as simple as that. You are not a pastor in our church. I'm, it's just as simple as that. Because I tell that when I have sat on place risking my life to come here in the days of Osama bin Laden. <laughs> to come here. Now don't laugh. It doesn't sound funny to you. And I was, I'm coming. Nobody wants me to travel. So why are you traveling now? Do you really have to go? This, this, that. Why at this time? And so on. The whole place. You get up. Just that when they were buying my ticket and I was speaking to the KLM office, they were telling me, ah, they've closed the airports in New York. They said this. The plane has fallen down. So and so. They've closed all the airports. So we are, we are waiting to see whether all our passengers who are for New York are all grounded. So we don't know what's going to happen here. This is the era in which I still force myself to come here. And you are sitting here in America. For one year you've had notice. You can't come from here to here. Don't bring yourself at all. At all. Shepherd. Now. 
There's nothing you can say. And then it's like, you see, it's like, oh, we'll come in the evening. Because during the day, we are mad. Talking nonsense here. That's why we try to come in the evening. Because during the day, we are, foolishness is happening here. And then in the evening, those who are, are, are whatever will come in the evening. Because during the day, then the overzealous mad ones are talking too much. And then we can just get whatever we need in the evening. Or maybe we can just show up on the last day of the camp. So that he will see that you've come. No. No. It's not working that way. And if you are called for a meeting and you can't come, it means you can't come. It means you can't do the work. It means you are not available. And if you want to do something to work, you have to give yourself, first of all, your heart to the thing. Your heart must be in it. Anything that your heart is not in will not work well. It will not work well. I knew at a point when I was practicing medicine that at a point this is not going to work for me. I said I'll kill a lot of people because my heart is not here. Every moment I'm trying to think of where I have to go out of this place. Oh yeah. And a point came I just had to decide I said you know what I can't do this. I cannot combine this thing. It's not going to work for me. It's not going to work for me. And I gave myself wholly to what? And in the year, I remember when the Lord told me to be full time. In that year, at the end of the year, the Lord told me, have you seen that when you give yourself completely and totally to something, it makes a difference. And I could see the difference. So brothers and sisters, let us know that if we are in this thing, we better be in it properly. And as we get more, you see like you have a hundred churches. We are, we are heading for 100 churches here in America. Yeah. As we go out of this place, we are heading, people are going to be involved. So, hey man, if you can't do it, step aside. The young ones whom you despise, and who you think are not old enough, and who you think are not good enough, and who you think are not qualified enough, God is going to use all those young people. Yeah. Some of you have histories of everybody. When somebody wakes up, you say, hey, that guy, you know him, you know. He was this and that. She's the so-and-so of that. She's the this and that of that. We were here together. He did that. She did that. You did that. And anytime somebody comes up, you have a narration to make. Yeah. God doesn't have all those history that you have. His wife is as far as the east is from the west. I, I don't remember all those things. You, you remember. You keep remembering. The Bible says, He shall have judgment without mercy. That has shown no mercy. You keep on. When your judgment day comes, they'll put mercy aside and they'll just take you up. Judgment without mercy. God will use the people you despise to do His work. Yeah. We are going out of this place not neglecting the gifts, the impartations, the teachings, the words that have been spoken. And we are going to meditate on these things. There's no way you can meditate on it if you, if you just put it aside. As soon as you step out, CNN will be on. The news will be on. NBC will be on. Whatever news network you watch. And it's going to come on and take your, take your time. And you have to decide that this is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm meditating on. Amen. Amen. And we are going to give ourselves totally, 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 total commitment. Total commitment. I formed a new group in Accra called Total Commitment, singing group. Total commitment. They go to secondary school. I found a new program in every secondary school or high school in Ghana. It's called Total Commitment. We go there, we sing, we play, they sing, they dance, they minister, give your life to Jesus Christ. Total commitment to Jesus Christ. They have teachers, the front they've written Total Commitment, the back they've written Jesus Christ. Total! I said total! All our dedication! Like Andre Kraus said, I'm going all the way. Yeah. And when you go all the way, there will be a difference. 
There will be a difference in the church. There will be a difference in your ministry. There will be a difference in your life. Everything will be different. Because you have gone all the way. And you've gone all out. And you are totally committed. And that's what God is looking for after this camp. If you think you have received an impartation, you have received whatever. If you don't go out of this place with a mind of giving attention to it, you will, there will be no attention to it. I was talking to somebody, he said to me, I've been at all the camps. When he said, I've been at all the camps, I said, I've been at the, the first camp, I've been at the second camp, I've been at this camp, I've been at all camps. I said to myself, that is a good thing. Because there are a whole lot of people, even pastors, who have come for one camp and come for another one. So I was here last week, I, I don't think I can be bothered to be there this time. That means that you are partly committed. And it's obvious in your ministry and in your life. Amen. So, meditate as we go. You have to buy the tapes. I've said this a thousand times. My son, attend unto thy word. Shepherds and pastors. And finally, as we end, what does it say? Take heed. In other words, be careful. Oh. Careful now. I said careful now. Take it unto who? Thyself. And unto the doctrine. Continue. You know, in other words, be, look after yourself carefully. Why? I wrote a book, a, a book on backsliding. Every Christian should have that book and you should read it. That I know what is in it. You don't know what is in it at all. You don't know what is in it at all. Don't even try to stand up. I'll shoot you down right now. I'll take you out. Don't try to be a Taliban. You don't have an idea what is in it. Be careful. Because I have seen every kind of Christian backslide before. Every time. From the youngest to the highest. I've seen all backslide. I've seen people who were prayer warriors. Recently I met one of my former prayer warriors. I met him in a country. And I said, do you remember that you used to pray with me? We used to stand in the desert, in the hot sunshine. I fasted with him for many, many days and many times. He doesn't go to church. He doesn't even go to church. So one of them said, take it to yourself. I remember a brother I used to, I used to preach, to, to, I used to preach with him, lead groups with him. And when I was leading and I couldn't preach, he would preach for me. He was powerful and anointed. I met him the other day in his nice new gleaming car. He didn't go to church anymore. I've been to visit him many times to try to encourage him to come to church. He would preach with me, talk with me. He doesn't come to church. He doesn't, he's, not even a, he's not even a Christian. It's almost as though he doesn't even believe. I've talked to him. I said, brother, please. That's why the Bible says, take heed. You think you are strong? You think you are great? That's why people despise young people. Because they say, we just give you some time. You are zealous. I'm giving you some few years. You change your mind soon. We've been there. I've done all these things before. <laughs> People are helping me to preach, I tell you. <laughs> when the Bible says, take heed. Take heed. Take heed to yourself. People, better people than you have stopped. And they have become cynical. One day, one of the government ministers in Ghana, during the last government, he gave me a lift. 
some years ago. And I didn't really know who he was, but I found out later who he was. He was a law lecturer, etc., etc. And as he was going, I said, do you believe what he laughed? <laughs> I said, do you, are you born again? He laughed. He said, I've done all these things before. <laughs> he, he, he does, he does, he does a, his name is in the Legon Hall, um, uh, what do you call it? The, no, no. You know, when you, when you are, uh, uh, when you either read the scriptures or you do something, the, the, the names, their names are there. His name is there. Or the presidents or so of the, of the, of the, of the, of the Methodist Christian Fellowship or the IHCF or something. The, the, their names are there. His name is there. His name is there as a president or something. One of the presidents. He laughed. He said, <laughs> young man, <laughs> I have been through, I, I know all these things. Take heed. Careful now. I said, careful now. Yeah. I have people who preached with me. One day, a brother, I used to go on visitation with him. I used to preach with him. I used to learn scriptures with him. I saw him. And I went to look because, you see, my heart, I couldn't, I, I couldn't accept it. I went to look for him. I found his house at 2 a.m. And I was with a friend. When we got there, he smiled and said, ha. You see, he knew because I have been with him to very far places. So he was not surprised to see me coming to his far house. He smiled and said, Dad, if God said, yeah. And he sat down. And I was talking with him. Then he took out an album. He said, I, I know what scripture you are going to quote. He said, then he gave me the scripture. You quote this and you say this. He said, I know all that we are coming to say. Then he took out his album. I forget whether he took out a cigarette and started smoking in front of me or took out the album. I know that he took out the album and he showed me. He showed me himself smoking, lying on girls, girls lying on him, all sorts of things. He said, I just want you to see. I just want you to see where I am. This is my partner. My ministry partner. Not a member, a partner. We move together. He said, I just want you to see where I am. He gave me the scriptures I'm going to, I was going to quote. After he took out the cigarette and started smoking, then he gave me the what do you call it? I said, really? And I prayed with that. I said, oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Then he saw me off. Bye. Don't worry, okay? Then he gave me some scripture not to worry. <laughs> he knows He knows everything. <laughs> take heed, oh. <laughs> I said, take heed. You can be at the highest whatnot, and you can get to a point where you'll be so cynical you don't even believe. Say, lighthouse. Oh, I used to go there. I used to go for their camps. I used to go this. I was a member. I used to sing. I was a worship leader. One of my guys. I used to be in a worship. I used to. He used to lead worship for me. I always ask him. Anytime I finish, he would. He would sing and he would lead a worship. Oh man, powerful. Today he don't go to church. I can mention one after the other. I've seen also. So, as you are sitting there behind the tapes and the controls, be careful. As you sit here, sitting at the camp, there are people last year, you should have seen them at the camp. Oh, Bishop. Oh, man. I've been so touched. My life has really been changed. I don't know what I've done. I can't imagine the feeling, the glory, anointing. Just a year. I don't have any time to come for this camp. We are very busy. Just a year. He couldn't bother to give two days of their working life to be at the camp. Not money, their time. Not money, time. Careful. I said, careful. Amen. So, take heed to thyself and to the doctrine. Ah, I like this one. Continue in them. Continue in them. Tell someone, say continue. Continue. Continue, continue. continue, in, them. continue in them. Continue in them. Continue in them. Amen. Amen. 
It's easy to start, Oko. Barbara, but you've got to continue. Amen. It's nice to start, but you've got to continue. It's good to start, but you've got to continue. Yeah. Amen. Is there anybody who knew me when I was in secondary school? Ah. Was I preaching when I was in secondary school? Really? Was I preaching? Yeah. Am I still preaching? Yeah. Do you know people who are preaching and who are not preaching now? And to the doctrine. Ah, I like this one. Continue in them. Continue in them. Tell someone say continue. Continue. Continue in them. Continue in them. Amen. It's easy to start, Oko, Barbara, but you've got to continue. Amen. It's nice to start, but you've got to continue. It's good to start, but you've got to continue. Yeah. Amen. Is there anybody who knew me when I was in secondary school? Ah. Was I preaching when I was in secondary school? Healy, was I preaching? Yeah. Am I still preaching? Yeah. Do you know people who are preaching and who are not preaching now? Yeah. It's not a matter of starting. Jesus said, if you continue, then are you my disciple? Thank God for the starters. We want those who will survive, who will make it to the very end. Kathy, you're going to make it. I see you making it. Amen. You're going to make it to glory. Some of you are going to march into glory victoriously, joyfully. You're going to say, I made it. I survived. Pharaoh tried to kill me. He tried to give me more bricks to make in New York and in Massachusetts and Maryland. I refused to make those extra bricks. <laughs> They tried to quench my life through sin and through my mistakes and God encouraged me that I could still make it. Because I realized that no one made it. No one's a drunkard. He was worse than me and he made it. I realized that Rahab made it. She slept with more people than I slept. I slept with only 20. She slept with 1,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rahab slept with more people than anybody here has ever. That was her work. She was a professional. You are only a, you've only been an amateur. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Continue. Are you going to continue? Yes. Are you going to continue? Yes. Are you going to, the Bible says it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. Not only when I'm with you. But when I am absent from you. Do you know where that scripture is? Galatians. Turn with me to Galatians. Four eighteen, I think. Yeah, four eighteen. It says, It is good, but it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. And not only when I am present with you. Amen. Amen. It is good. Everybody say, it is good. It is good. To be zealously affected. Always. In a good thing. Say, it is good. To be zealously affected. To be zealously affected. Always. Always. It is good. To be zealously affected, always, in a good thing, in a good thing, not only when I am present with you. Amen. Say it is good, it is good, it is good to be zealously affected, always, in a good thing. Are you in a good thing? I said, are you in a good thing? 
it is good for you to be zealously affected. Always. It is good. I say it is good. I say it is good to be affected. It's good to be zealously affected. Always. 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 On Mondays. I said on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays. On Fridays. On Saturdays. On Sunday. On Sunday morning. Sunday evening. It is good to be zealously affected. Always. In a good thing. Not only when I'm present with you. So when I'm not here. When there's no camp meeting. When your pastor is not there. When no one is on you. It is good. I said it is good. I said it is a very good thing. To be zealously affected. Always. In a good thing. Not only when I am present with you. Say Galatians 4. 18. It is good. It is good. To be zealously affected. Always. In a good thing. Are you in a good thing? Yes. Is it a good thing to plant churches? Yes. Is it a good thing to preach? Yes. Is it a good thing to teach? Yes. Is it a good thing to heal? Yes. Is it a good thing to visit people? Yes. Is it a good thing to pray? Yes. Is it a good thing? Yes. It, is good it is good for a man, for a man. to be zealously affected. Be zealously Always. Always in a good thing. It is good. It is good. It is good to be zealously Affected always in a good thing. I am affected. I am affected. How many are affected tonight? How many are affected tonight? I feel an affectation of the Spirit of God upon your life. It is good to be zealously affected. Zeal has affected you. I say the zeal has affected you. The word has affected you. The spirit has affected you. The anointing has affected you. You are zealously affected. The affectation has affected you zealously. I said the affectation has affected you zealously. You are highly affected. I said you are highly affected. It is good. It is good. To be zealously affected. Amen. You are affected. How many realize you've been affected at this camp? How many have been zealously affected? Zealously affected. Always. You'll be affected next week. I said you'll be affected still by two weeks' time. Always. 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 And Satan is very bad. He's going to give a lot of news and things on CNN and this and that. And he's going to try to take your attention. But that's why God said to my son, attend to my word. Give attendance to reading. Time. Attention to reading. As we go out of this place to doctrine. To exhortation. I'm exhorting. Exhort means to encourage and to build up. And I'm encouraging you can be a pastor. And as the word, you can be a shepherd. As the word comes and comes and comes. Wisdom. You see like I was trying to show you. My son, as you attend to my word. You will have the knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And you will, you will, you will understand. You will see things differently. As you keep exposing yourself. It is good. To be zealously affected. I am zealously affected. I've been zealously affected for many years. I've been zealously affected from the time I was in high school. I've been affected all these years. Zealously affected. When I was a student, I was affected. Before I got married, I was affected. On the day that I proposed to my wife on the 26th of August, 1985, 20 minutes to 5 o'clock, at Osuari, Mission Street Extension, I said to her, I'm going to be a pastor. You see, because I was, even, even as I was proposing, I was full of love and passion. And I said, will you, will you mind me? Even in that moment, I was zealously affected in a good thing. Always. Because I combined the ministry with my propo- propo- proposal. I said, I'm going to be a pastor. Will you be a, oh, can you marry, I didn't say, can you be, I said, can you marry a pastor? Will you marry a pastor? I'm going to be a pastor. Will you marry, can you marry? I was affected. When I was entering the medical uh, university, before, before entering, I went to the gardens, the Legon Botanical Gardens. I climbed the trees like a monkey. I removed my shirt and walked through the hot, sandy paths of, that, of those botanical gardens. 
you would see me moving around. You think there's an animal, a monkey moving around, and I was there praying. Abaya, abalabaya, abalabaya. I was zealously affected from sixth form, and when I got into the university in my first year, I was full of zeal. I was full of zeal. Nobody had ever preached on the bus. But I rose up and I started preaching on bus. In those days when you stood up to preach on bus, people would take condoms and blow them into balloons and throw them around the, in the bus. And do all sorts of things. They didn't have prayer. They didn't do such things. And I began to preach on the bus. I was zealously affected. I said I was zealously affected. I was zealously affected in my first year. I was zealously affected as a sixth former. I was zealously affected always. It is good. I said it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. Not only when I'm present with you. Amen. What verse is that? Can you remember it? It is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. Is there a good thing happening somewhere? Any good thing happening somewhere? What good thing is happening? We are preaching, we are teaching, we are building churches, we are healing. How many churches are we planting? How many churches are we planting? 100 churches. Right now, we are not counting members, we are counting churches. A door at your step in your language. We are coming to you. I said, we are coming to you. We are arriving at your, in your area. Church at your door, arriving soon in your language. Amen. Just telephone. Send your whatever. We will be there. And you are going to be the pastor. You are going to preach. It's good to be zealously affected. Always. Always. When I got married, I was still zealously affected. Amen. I prayed. When I was on my honeymoon, I prayed. Amen. Pain. I prayed. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, when they when they get to certain parts of their life, they say, "You put God aside, put the Bible aside." I cannot put the Bible aside. It's good for me to be zealously affected always in a good thing. Amen. How can I put God aside? How can I put the Bible aside? No, no, it's not possible. George, you were zealously affected in Ghana. It's good for you to be zealously affected in America. Amen. Some people backslide when they travel. But you will never backslide. Anybody who has been at this camp is not going to backslide in Jesus' name. And all those who are at the camp this year, you see, God is promoting you. So you better take your promotion. Those who are shepherds are going to become pastors. Those who are nothing, you are just visiting. You are zealously affected. How many who are not shepherds, you are not pastors, but you have been zealously affected at the camp meeting? Yeah. Only four people. Alright. Amen. How many are shepherds, you've been zealously affected? Good. How many are pastors, you've been zealously affected? Good. More. You are going to be zealously affected. You are going higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher, higher. Not higher in sin. No, no. Higher in the glory. Higher in the glory. Higher in the glory. You see, some people say that I can drink, I can drink so much and nothing will happen to me. I can drink one bottle, two bottles, three bottles. It's only when I've drunk four bottles that I begin to feel certain things. You are affected in a bad thing. But a good thing is happening. Continue in them. Give thyself holy. 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 Total Tell somebody, total commitment is mine. Say, I am totally committed. Say, I am totally committed. Say, total commitment. Say, 100% committed. I am going all the way. 
Amen. Amen. Is it a good thing? Yes. To go all the way? Yes. What do you lose when you go all the way for the Lord? You are rather blessed. You get nearer to God. Your rewards are just piling up. Your rewards are just... I know thy works. Remember what he said? I know thy works. Powerful. Not he's going to say, I know your works. It is good therefore to be zealously affected. I see you being affected. Totally. Wives, it's good to be zealously affected even when you have to cook. And you have to look after that man who is always worrying you. It's good to be zealously affected. Wives, don't be disturbed by your man. That's how all men are. Our man. Your man. Our man. Men are troublesome. So accept it. And be zealously affected in the Lord. Do not allow that to take away your zealous affectation. Be zealously affected. Always. In a good thing. I said in a good thing. In a good thing. In a good thing. You've got a short life. And a long eternity. So why don't you be zealously affected in a good thing. In during the short life. So that the long eternity. Will be good. What did that lady say to her husband? One who died. They covered her, her face with the sheets. Why did you call me back? He said, you preached about it. You talked about it. Then you don't have any idea how glorious it is. Tell somebody you've preached about it. You've talked about it. But you don't have any idea how glorious it is. Therefore, it is good. It is good to be zealously affected. Always. In a good thing. In a good thing. I see you in a very good thing. I said, I see you in a very good thing. Instead of fooling around. Instead of having one boyfriend after another. To lie to you. And you know he's lying. And he's telling you, I love you. And you want him to say, but you, you know he's telling you a lie. Say, I like it. Tell me more. God is giving you an opportunity. One day I spoke to somebody who had come to America. He was in a terrible state. He had gotten himself involved in all sorts of terrible things. And he said to me, Pastor, it would have been better for me not to have come here. In fact, I said to him, perhaps it would have been better. He said, yes, it would have been better for me never to have had a green card to come here. But that is not how your life is going to be. Your life is going to be very different. Because you are going to be zealously affected in a good thing. Always. 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 Not only when I am with you. Gloria, are you going to be zealously affected? Yeah. Not only when I am with you. Amen. Amen. Pre-Osama and post-Osama. We are going to be zealously affected. The hearts of America are almost broken. Broken. Shabbat. Shattered. Some tribal. Men's hearts failing them for fear. The heart is failing because of fear. But you will still be zealously affected. You are still going to do well. I said you are still going to do well. How many are zealously affected tonight? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Father, we say thank you. Father, in your moment of mercy, you open the clouds and you come through the windows of heaven and suddenly we are changed. Suddenly we are blessed. Suddenly we are different. It's your mercy, Lord. It's just your mercy. There's no reason. There's no good reason anywhere, anyhow. It is your mercy. And we want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that even though we are young, you can use us. Even though we don't have husbands, you can use us. No, we don't have wives, you can use us. No, we don't have anything, Lord, you can use us. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, for Lord, in just a moment of mercy, everything is different. 
thank you for that moment of your opening of your grace and love to us. We appreciate you, Lord. We thank you. We pledge, Lord, that we shall continue, Lord. We shall, we shall not neglect your gift, Lord. We shall not neglect the gift, Lord. Oh, Lord, we pledge, and Lord, we shall give ourselves wholly, wholly, totally to these things. We shall give ourselves, we shall meditate, Lord, on all that you have showed us, spoken to us. We shall attend, Lord, to reading, to giving ourselves to your word. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Father, I thank you that you have included us in your servants. It's just a moment of grace that makes all the difference. All our prayings and our crimes and our efforts cannot do much, O oh Lord, except you open the window of heaven and show you and shower your grace. We receive your showers of blessing. We receive your breath upon us, O oh God. We receive your rain, Lord, and your touch and your fire, Lord. We shall never be the same again. We will never be the same again. We love you, Father. I stand, Lord, in America, and I thank you for all these brothers and sisters here, Lord. You brought us all together, Lord. You gathered us from different homes and families, Lord. Different backgrounds, Lord. And you brought us together under one banner that we should have something to do for you, Lord. That we should have something to be included, Lord, in your great army, the great people you've called, Lord, that you are, that you are using and you are honoring, Lord, that we should also be added to those people, Lord, and to work for you. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for something to do in your great kingdom. We hallow your name. We thank you. And we say, Lord, forgive us. Help us, Lord. That, Lord, we'll be faithful. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, I am blessed by the Lord myself. How many are blessed by the Lord? I'm blessed. You can only be blessed when the Lord blesses you. Blood bless you, just be there moving around. But thank God for His great blessing. Amen.